0: You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Podcast, Google Play, Google Podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, including the brand new podcasting app, Himalaya. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media and editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this Friday final podcast of the week. We got to talk about a couple of things. We're going to do a season in review on Frank Jackson. We got to cover him, the Pelicans rookie. We also need to talk about Anthony Davis, and the fact that he still wants out of New Orleans. We've talked a little bit about how David Griffin's trying to encourage him to stay. We've got a bit of an update on that situation and where this team goes from here regarding all of it. So we're going to cover those two things in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. So let's not bury the lead of today's podcast here and just jump right into Anthony Davis and this Pelicans team. Fletcher Mackle, our good friend here of WDSU, Channel 6 in New Orleans, by the way, you'll see me on there a good bit um, through the weekend and going into next week too for the NBA Draft Lottery, tweeted out and I'm just going to read his tweet here. It says, quote, NBA source, arrival of new Pelicans NBA VP David Griffin has not changed Anthony Davis' stance. AD still wants trade away from NOLA. I asked source, could things change? Answer, paraphrasing, while Griff and AD's agent Rich Paul have good relationship, don't expect change of heart. Basically, this is saying that nothing's changed in Anthony Davis's mind whatsoever. He still wants out of New Orleans. This is no real surprise. I've talked about it on here that they're gonna have a sit-down meeting, yes, and it hasn't happened yet. It sounds like it's gonna be in Los Angeles after the NBA Combine, so some Sometime maybe next week, uh, two weeks, something like that. I forget the exact dates uh, when you're looking at it occurring as I pull up a calendar to see here. Probably somewhere between the 20th and 21st, maybe the 18th, 19th, 20th, 21st, something like that. They're going to have a sit down official meeting, but I don't think they even really need to do this. And it's probably just a nice like token Move. It's like when LeBron James gave Philly a meeting in free agency um, as a courtesy more than anything else. Because Griff has been talking to Anthony Davis multiple times per week in some capacity. I don't know if it's text messages. I don't know how many phone calls they've had. But it's not like these two haven't been in communication with each other. When Griffin took over and at his introductory press conference, he said they haven't spoken. They have spoken since then. Multiple, multiple times. And all of that talk has not done anything to change AD's mind whatsoever about wanting to come back to New Orleans. Yes, they will actually meet in person. But what difference is that going to make at this point in time? Maybe they make some big, splashy uh, front office hire. But does that is that really going to sway Anthony Davis bringing in a guy to be the GM of the team when it's David Griffin ultimately kind of pulling the strings and being the man in charge? Probably not. So I think it's time to really start to look at this Anthony Davis situation and be like, okay, he's going to be traded. He's not going to be coming back to New Orleans. They've already talked about it, and AD hasn't changed his mind whatsoever, and I think we need to start setting our expectations for that. Does that mean that the team will stop? Does it mean they shouldn't have that in-person meeting? No, of course they should. And they will. And even after that in-person meeting, when Anthony Davis says, I want out, they're going to continue to try and persuade him to stay here in New Orleans because you know what? That's what they should do. There's no reason not to do that. I know many fans aren't happy with AD. Look, I'm not very happy with AD, but it is what it is, and he's a top five NBA player, top 10 NBA player, and you want him here in New Orleans with you and on your team because that'll help get you back to the playoffs sooner rather than later. So we'll see exactly how that meeting goes down, but there's not going to be any change of heart there isn't I can't think of what move would really make AD at least be open to consideration. If bringing in Aaron Nelson and revamping your training staff, then if that's not going to do it for a dude who's constantly banged up, well then I don't I don't know. That should be the biggest thing. It's not like it's going to wait around potentially till free agency and there's no big free agent that the Pelicans are going to sign that AD will then look at and be like, "Oh, I want to stay now." Because, one, no free agent's going to sign here unless they know AD is staying here, first and foremost. And you just don't get big free agents here in New Orleans. It's unfortunately a fact of the matter. So, AD not coming back. Fletcher Mackel's got that tweet out there. Again, friend of the show talking about that. Yeah, you know, they've been talking AD and Griff, and it's not happening. AD has fully moved on. Maybe it's time for all of us here in New Orleans to do the same. So before we get to the Frank Jackson season in review, I want to touch on something first. But before I do that, gotta tell you, of course, to make sure when you get in your car in the morning to tell your smart device to play podcast locked on Pelicans. Get the latest episode of Locked On Pelicans as you drive to work or drive home from work, or at where if you're at the gym listening to it, wherever you listen to your podcast, just tell your smart device play podcast locked on Pelicans. It is everywhere. It will play the latest episode for you. A lot of news is going to be coming in the future, so make. Sure you are up to date with everything going on around this team. So quickly before we talk about Frank Jackson and his season in review, because he had a pretty good year for what we were expecting, do want to bring up a question that was um, asked of me on Twitter, and of course it's going to be centered around the Boston Celtics and Anthony Davis and Jason Tatum. And it was this is from Arff Medic Nine Eleven. After getting benched in the series versus Milwaukee, do you think the Pels are still interested in going after Tatum? This is something I've gotten a lot. He did not have a good series against Milwaukee. He was pretty good against the Indiana Pacers the round before, but we seem to have forgotten that. I don't think five games is going to really influence the decision that David Griffin makes on Anthony Davis and that trade and the compensation he wants in return. This is a guy who very clearly values the process, values the process of evaluating people, and isn't going to kind of make an irrational judgment according to his standards because of a short stretch of time. This is something that Dell Demps would do. He overpaid Solomon Hill because of some playoffs and an end of the regular season. But I don't think David Griffin's going to take that same approach. Or at least I hope he doesn't. So if all of a sudden he had really liked Jason Tatum before the series against Milwaukee and then watched this and was like, oh my god, no. Milwaukee has a top five defense. They have length everywhere. They make every team that they play look bad. So Jason Tatum might struggle against them a little bit. That's okay. Kyrie Irving struggled. He's a really good scorer in the league. Everyone basically struggled for them against the Milwaukee Bucks. So did uh, Jalen Brown at times. I don't think you're going to kind of really change the way you think about a player or someone just based on that, because that is a bit knee jerky. And that just doesn't strike me as how David Griffin does. If it is the way he thinks, that gives me some concern about him as the GM or as the vice president of basketball operations of this Pelicans team, because oh my God, that's not how you want to do things. It's just five games for a guy who's young. And not every young player improves. And sometimes maybe you kind of have an idea of what guys are. But still, if you liked him before this, this shouldn't change your mind a ton. Maybe it influences a little bit, but I don't think it's going to get to the point where, you know what? You don't want to trade for the guy if you liked him before. And I think you still then kind of, Go after him. So I don't really think that this is going to affect much of everything for him. Assuming the Pels like him in the first place, if they didn't like him, well, then yeah, you still don't make a move for him and nothing changes there. Frank Jackson Season in Review coming up here in just a moment. Before we do that, I'm going to tell you to go to your app store, download the Himalaya Podcast app, and subscribe to the Locked on Pelicans through that. The Himalaya Podcast app is at new features every single day and also just making it easy to find the content that you want. There are so many podcasts out there. Let the Himalaya Podcast app help you with all of that. And also subscribe to Locked on Pelicans so you get the latest episode daily. So Frank Jackson's season in review guard for the Pelicans, who was a rookie this year because he missed all of his original rookie year, meaning he still qualifies for that designation here in New Orleans after sitting out all of the 2017-2018 season. Jackson played 61 games for New Orleans this year, 16 starts, averaging about a little bit over 19 minutes per game. 8.1 8.1 points per game, 2.2 rebounds, along with 1.1 assists. He did it on 43.4% shooting from the field and just 31.4% from deep. Those aren't the numbers you totally want to look at, the season averages, because his playing time was a little bit inconsistent, somewhat sporadic earlier on in the year as he dealt with some injuries and then just was just not being allowed to play by head coach Alvin Gentry, and the minutes kind of went up and down. But if you go back to after the All-Star break, this is a guy who had 17 games, 9 starts during that time, and his minutes per game jumped up to almost 30. During that time, 13.7 points per game, shot 44% from the field, and his 3-point shooting jumped up a little bit to 33.3%. Also then chipped in 3.7 rebounds per game and 1.6 assists. So things got a little bit better and you could start to see kind of the genesis of what his career's starting to become. And that's basically just kind of the score off the bench right now for this Pelicans team. A guy who can go out and get you some buckets and is a little bit of a gunner. Um, and he also put a, together a string of double-digit scoring games that kind of went along with that. At least has to make you kind of feel good that he can get buckets in the NBA. During the final not, uh, 10 games for him before season was ended prematurely with a concussion, 10 games, 9 starts, 33.5 minutes per game, averaged 17.2 points per game. That is significantly better and shows. That's a guy you want on your team to go out and do things. He's a little bit too inconsistent right now. Sometimes he has good three-point shooting nights. Sometimes he doesn't. He struggles to find kind of that in-between game, whether he's at the rim or or shooting threes, and there's kind of no in-between, which isn't horrible, but he needs to try and finish a little bit better around the rim, whether it's generating contact and getting to the line or just being able to finish stronger and not missing kind of those easy layups. All of this is to say, I actually thought he was pretty good this year. And I've been kind of critical of him going into the year of all the hype uh, given to him and saying, we just got to see it. And you kind of did. He's a young guy who's kind of growing into the game here. And after sitting out for a year, that can definitely be tough. This isn't someone who's logged a ton of minutes even at Duke or now in the NBA whatsoever. Meaning he's more of a raw prospect than he would be otherwise. Kind of similar to Chek Diallo in that mindset of things. So he showed he can shoot the ball at times. He can score at the rim at times, and he can just be an overall scorer at times, and now if he can do that consistently, he's going to be a rotation player for the Pelicans going into next season, and a guy that you can have in the starting lineup at times. And now that he's got the full season of kind of everything under his belt, and they're running it all back with Alvin Gentry, that consistency should help him be more consistent. So overall, looking forward to seeing what Frank Jackson's going to be able to do next season. That's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Pelicans. Don't forget, when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Pelicans and subscribe to the podcast through the Himalaya Podcast app. As always, I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, and I'll be back with you all next week.